0: Welcome to the defining show where we define trends, cultures and people. Today we have our first guest on our first episode, Tom DW, a man of many skills and traits and hobbies <laughs> that I was so thankful to actually learn from our previous conversation. you know I, you know I amassed over 11 K followers on, on uh, Instagram through photography, a pilot. I mean, who would have expected from just a guy <laughs> that is chilling in BB servers all day and just having fun and talking to people? So... actually like
1: we have a uh, we have a lot of skills uh, and like telephone, telephone people in uh, in dB you know like from uh, from different uh backgrounds like we have people that are like building companies that like have five million users we have a a Michelin star chef uh, between us like I mean lots of people right with uh, different different backgrounds right it's just like it's just a coincidence but I mean in the end of the day we're all people you know so I think yeah, we're all... I mean, we're all
0: BB so, yeah, we, is a wonderful place. Uh, the most important thing, the most interesting thing about BB is that it's not token gated right as long as as long as you are confident in who you are and just serve a certain purpose, I guess, so to speak, you you're gonna be in
1: BB sooner or later. And I mean, I, you don't even have to serve a purpose as long as you're a good a good a good person. you know like just you like to chat and like to hang out with people and share information and you know like I mean, there's there's so much to know about this space, you know. You, you you can't know everything by yourself. You gotta you gotta talk to people as well and and ask their experiences, you know, to get better, like in what you do, right? So that's like we can talk about it later as well, like uh, about people, like if they wanna come and join us, like they're always welcome, you know. We uh, we always look for new people, like that are active in voice chats and stuff, and yeah, for sure. Like it's I think space. I'm gonna
2: be signing up for show. Uh, yeah, I'd only found out much. about this when uh, uh, when uh, Billy had uh, introduced uh, your profile to me, and it seemed quite interesting because it was something I was looking for in, in uh, the place I live in Dubai, and there was actually no such community, um, which I think is sorely missing here, but uh, it's great that you have this community going, for sure.
1: Ah, okay, nice. Yeah, are, are you in Dubai, you said? Now yeah, or...
2: yeah. Born and brought up here, and still living here. Twenty-seven years of my life. So, very. <laughs> nice. I'm almost in, uh, I'm almost local here, uh, except that they don't grant citizenship, unlike other countries. Uh, but that's okay. It is what it is. Enjoy living here, though.
1: So, so you so, carry the Indian nationality, or? Are, are you carrying the Indi- Indian nationality or the, the Emirates? No, the Indian nationality. Ah, okay. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know that, actually. I'm
2: sure you would have been around here in your travels.
1: Yeah, I've, I've, yeah, I've been to uh, to Dubai. I've got some friends left there, actually. Um, I haven't visited them in, in a couple of years. But, uh, yeah, I'd like to come and return again and hang out with, with the friends. And, yeah, possibly with you, you know, like in the future. You never know, right?
2: Yeah, that would be great. I mean, I would be excited to meet you for sure. Uh, just don't come at this time of the year. It is fifty degrees. Yeah, you don't want to be there at this time.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's same as in Hong Kong. It's hot now. It's it's humid, and I mean, it's just like if you go if you go out during the day, like you you'll definitely need shower like after you come back. Oh, for sure. Sticky. It's sticky. It's like the 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 humidity. Yeah. You know, like I mean yeah true like in at least in the emirates you know like if you sweat it's it, it evaporates right away right because yeah. it's just so yeah. dry i guess yeah it's yeah. um i've I've been in those kind of climates as well but like i think the sticky humid like heat is, is worse than the dry heat to be honest
2: yeah definitely i'll agree yeah. with you on that
1: the only problem is like with dry heat is like you don't know when you um when you get dehydrated right so that's a bit of a scary thing but
2: yeah my wife uh, has fainted a fair few times uh, due to dehydration so uh yeah i completely understand that but yeah, uh, for sure. how long <laughs> have you been uh, piloting for
1: um I've, I've been training um as a pilot since well training and, and working since 2010 so wow. I've been i've been doing like uh yeah all sorts of trainings and um like flying since like since that time basically um mm-hmm. is, yeah, this, inter- is this profession inter- kind of like um
0: like i don't know like a childhood dream because some people want to be an astronaut yes, no. you know yes. go become a pilot
1: yeah so <laughs> most people like like they say when they when they're younger right they're they want to be a pilot right so Some 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 guys they grow up right and they realize like okay shit this is not it right but then some some guys they stay they stay kids right and they still and they actually become a pilot right one day so like one of those guys is me basically.
2: (laughs) Well, it's good that you ended up getting into it. I mean, uh, I know a few people who even signed up for training and you know like uh, got into universities here and just left after a year or so because it was just too much for them. So I'm glad to oh, yeah. see that, you know, you're uh, no, sure. going like, where uh, you wanted to go.
1: It's a very, um, it's a very competitive market and it's very, um, um, isolated. So basically mm-hmm. you're just training mm-hmm. for one particular job and there's only that many jobs on the market and it, it's, it goes through cycles. So I don't know, there's a lot of industries that work like that, but in aviation industry it's always like, it's always good for two years and then it's really bad for two years. Right. And, like 2 years there's a lot of jobs and then 2 years there's literally no jobs and at the time I graduated from my flight training um there was literally like little like little to none jobs like on the market so it was quite tough to to get into it um but obviously like a lot of people they start losing their interest or like the affiliation with with the aviation industry um mm-hmm. however I stayed working in in the airport and I, tr- I managed to like get a job with an airline as like just in the in, in their in their office, but I was still working with pilots. I was doing, um, nice. I was doing the, I was doing the flight dispatch for a while, mm-hmm. uh, just to be able to get some experience to see the the back the back stuff the background stuff and the like how mm-hmm. it works in the in the back scenes, right? And um, actually, that was very good experience. And um, yeah, through that, like obviously, like I, when, as I had that job, it was easy to like. Use my spare time for flying and stuff, but it took me three years actually to get a job as a pilot. So, um, in that meantime, I just did like um, you know casual flights. I took people up in the air and and like Mm show them a little bit about flying, and but all like all basically like leisure flying, right? So small airplane and you know unpressurized Mm -hmm. aircraft, and yeah, it's it's still a lot of fun. You can just go and go around and like show people from above and. Like I mean, for a lot of people, it's still like the f- like first time is sitting in like even a small plane. It feels like like so overwhelming, which it is actually. Uh, but um, yeah, you get used to it, and uh, it's it's very nice. It's a it's a great it's a great job. It's like it also had a lot of negatives as well. But yeah, um, mm-hmm. overall, like it's it's just a very uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a different job, you know. It's not like an office job. It's a it asks a lot of your body, and you know, like mm-hmm. um, personal investments and. You know, like investment in time and money, and and um, like you basically you're basically training for the rest of your life. But there's there's a lot of jobs like this that require like training and and um, and 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 studying for the rest of your life. But yeah, pilot is basically one of one of them. Interesting.
0: So uh, I have a question for you in that case. So if this whole profession is so mentally, socially, physically demanding well what what keeps you going or more so how important is that kid within you to keep that motivation to pursue this career for you
1: what well what keeps you going is coffee basically okay <laughs> drugs
0: okay drugs you could have just said drugs nah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no um yeah you just gotta look after yourself I mean um uh, you just have to take care of your body if you're sleepy and you're like you're if you're, you're tired you gotta sleep right um mm-hmm. Sometimes because of like different time zones, you fly to different countries. Um, you gotta sleep in different time zones. So, if you're a di- difficult sleeper, right, it's like it might be tough on your body, right, because you might not get enough sleep. And obviously, like you can bite through the sleep, but like long term. But that's that could um, be
0: dangerous, right? Because
1: you're in charge yeah, yeah, of people on that's, board that's, as well. That's that's why like there is like like limits and stuff for pilots, like and how many hours we can work every year and every every month um and there's like like something it's called like flight time limitations it's basically Mm -hmm. like it it says like uh in basically in the book like how many hours you can fly every day and with how many crew like you can do certain hours and stuff to minimize the risk of fatigue and like fatigue is okay like it happens to everybody but like there's the thing like it's like long-term fatigue right where your body is just like i don't know like just getting i don't know used to the lack of sleep but somehow like it just works negatively on your performance for a long time so yeah, i think i'm do...
2: there i think i'm definitely there i think seven <clears throat> years uh of uh my well my past seven years have just been that sleeping uh three to four hours a day uh just because of the environment that i work in um as, as an uh, auditor so it's just very hectic very stressful which actually um I had a question on the topic of sleep. So do you have any hacks uh, in terms of how to sleep quicker and better? I know there's a lot of hacks around the world. I mean, if you speak to military people, they give you certain hacks, other people. So what is your hack? uh,
1: Obviously, you got to listen to your own body, right? So, I mean, you're the person that knows your body best, right? Everybody can tell you certain things, but um, you got to find out what works for yourself, right? Um, I, I always try to sleep at least eight hours every day. Um, which is hard for some people. But um, if I go to sleep, let's say, like, late, right, which sometimes I do, I go to bed sometimes, like, uh, well, obviously, right now with less flying, I go to bed, like, normally 1 o'clock at night, 12 to 1, which is not too bad, like, and I sleep till 9 in the morning, um, sometimes Mm -hmm. 10. You know, it depends, like, how I feel. Like, if I wake up, and obviously I have nothing to do during the rest of the day, like, I I sometimes sleep a bit longer, but I try to do at least 8 hours, and if I don't get my eight hours, right, like the next night, like I try to like sleep a bit longer because, um, yeah, like long term, like deep, 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 will definitely, will definitely, like, it will definitely take off a couple of years of your life. Uh, and I, I can, I can, I can, I, 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 uh I can actually put my hand into a fire, like to, like basically say, like this is like, this is something that actually like um affects you a lot, right. For me, like I I just tend to not like eat too like too close to like my bedtime. Um mm-hmm. I think caffeine that's I mean there's people that probably will say like I'm stupid, but I think caffeine is probably something that's mentally right. Um mm-hmm. obviously like it, it has there. it has like benefits like of like, awake, what are you talking about? I placebo? I try not to like drink like caffeine. Um I mean obviously like I think it has been proven that it's like actually a, like a some kind of drug that keeps you awake. Right. Um, yeah. um, but I think a lot of people work mentally as well, because if you give people decaf, like I think mm-hmm. they'll, they'll still think like, Oh, I just had a cup of coffee. Right. But if they so don't something like, I think it also works like mentally. You're like, Oh, I just had a coffee. Right. Or I just had a cup of tea. Like yeah, yeah, you start yeah. thinking about something which actually like makes you believe like you're actually awake. But a lot of times, like, I have this sometimes as well, right? Like I, it's... you find yourself in bed doing like sitting on an app. You like, oh, I'm not sleepy yet, blah blah blah. But it's just like you're basically keeping yourself busy, but you're actually tired, but you you don't recognize you don't recognize you're tired because you're used yeah. to like just like when you get older, right? You are used to like staying awake longer, right? You can you can mm-hmm. you can withhold the sleep, right? But if you actually close your eyes, right, you might actually fall asleep. You know what I mean? So yeah, no,
2: I think. Uh even uh, for me, for instance, I mean, if I'm tired, coffee is not doing anything. Um, and I've seen seen it so many times. I joke about the fact that coffee actually puts me to sleep yeah. rather than uh, keeps me awake just because, yeah, you're right, it is uh, something mentally uh, that keeps you awake and doesn't keep you awake. So that is, uh, uh, it's interesting that you had mentioned that.
1: Yeah, um, I think obviously if you don't have the energy in your body, right? Because obviously, uh, coffee doesn't doesn't have any like carbs or or mm-hmm. well maybe it does, but like I'm not sure like how much like it might be little amounts, but like proteins and carbs, right? Which actually like com- converts into energy, right? So I don't think, I mean, obviously caffeine, like I think it's a substance, but if your body doesn't have anything to burn, right? Like you need to like like sleep, right? I don't mm-hmm. know. It's uh, probably going it deep right into like into caffeine and everything, but um, I, I think obviously like if you eat a piece of chocolate or something before the bed, like you you bring up your sugar levels and stuff. So um, mm-hmm. therefore, also like not being able to sleep or you know you know like you don't wanna you actually wanna have slightly like an empty stomach right to to be able to sleep as well. So that definitely helps me as well. Um, okay. You can always drink something warm like uh, like a tea without. Uh, any caffeine so like uh, chamomile tea or something or or uh or jasmine i don't know if jasmine has like caffeine in there but normally i drink Mm -hmm. chamomile so or sleepy tea but yeah something like that interesting
0: okay Um, well uh, so you have you prioritize piloting right and with the help of coffee and caffeine you keep yourself awake but where within that life of yours do you fit in photography or more so how photography and web3 do you do you have 27 hours a day instead of like us normies with 24 what's up tom what's the secret
1: <laughs> no no i don't like i i mean i just have my 16 hours like say like let's say i'm 16 hours awake and i'm sleeping eight right that's like the way i live and sometimes that 16 hour shifts by i don't know how many hours if i'm somewhere else but i just try to stay awake and um sleep my eight hours on the, on another time zone if i have to convert but uh, in the end i've got to do it with 16 hours as well um yeah i mean it's just like that you just probably find yourself doing hobbies where you probably spend too much time on right if you if you want to do other stuff in your life you gotta you gotta take time for that and probably invest in it as well i mean my photography like i just started a long time ago um like starting with little bits and pieces, I think I started with a GoPro and like on my travels, I started taking a lot of photos with with it and um back then it was still all right an all right camera like for for photography as well, but I was like I was missing a little bit of like um uh, you know like the the quality you know and the, you know so I figured I was like i I mean if I do all these travels to these countries and I see these beautiful places and I wanna capture. Not myself because, like, if you check my photos, like, I'm not really like interested in. Yeah. Actually, I don't yep. think there's a single photo of myself unless I use myself as a, as a, as basically as a banana for skill, right? <laughs> what yeah. they always say, right? <laughs> um, like, I, I don't have any selfies, so like, basically, my photos are kind of. Um, uh, it's basically kind of a, a diary of my life, but it's just like you basically see the world through my eyes, right? So. I take photos mm-hmm. of places that I liked um like to see you know like and one day when I look back at them I'm like oh yeah I remember seeing of the like this this road trip I did with my friend or this this trip that I did with my wife or you know like I was there with my friend whatever you know like it's just like um it's just like a memory you know like um for myself but obviously like I try to tell yeah. stories with, with a lot of my photos like um that's that's a nice thing you capture a, a single scene but The whole scene might might be actually a whole story, right? So um, I do a lot of travel and landscape photography, and through that you can actually show a lot of like stories. Like, I mean, um, if I capture, for example, like a little kid sitting on the bike uh, of a of a mural in in Penang, you know, like I I basically like try to tell a story. You know, like I was there, but. I, I saw this little kid, like local kid, he was having fun, you know, like as the mural, like was showing two kids playing. Right. And there was a little kid sitting on the bike. Right. This is like, it shows me, it shows people like, well, this is, this is what I saw. Right. It's like, it's a mural, mm-hmm. but like in real life, pe- kids are actually like like that as well. They might climb up to stuff and have fun, you know, like this kind of stuff basically. So f- yeah, photography for me is like something, I, I don't know, like, I just don't, I don't, people are just so self-obsessed nowadays, you know, they just, they just, they just care about seeing themselves rather than a good landscape or a, or a great moment from somebody else, you know, like, or or an animal or whatever in, in a nice, like in its own, like environment or whatever, you know, so, um, yeah, definitely that's where my photography is focused on and lately I've been doing a lot of Hong Kong photography, but that's basically because of, um, of the virus right like we haven't been able to travel a lot so i i started wandering around my own town and um yeah i did a lot of photography here but it's actually my style more is like landscapes and and travel but uh, i've been i've been doing quite some city photography and i do i do i do like photography with some people now and then like as like a little side gig or something but it's not something that i'm i'm like really interested in to be honest but yeah, it's it's like um, it's it's okay because it's like it's a little bit of an income on the side now and then, but uh, it's not like my main goal, or whatever. If I if I don't like to do something, people ask something that I I'm not really supporting. Like I I just don't take the job because everything mm-hmm. that I do, like I I just want to show my passion and um, I just want to um, yeah show that I'm I'm actually like agreeing what I'm doing. You know, like I just don't want to support anything that I I don't agree with or I don't like. So. I'm just like I'm just one of those persons. Like I, I basically like, you see what you get, right? It's like I don't I don't bullshit around stuff. I, if if people know me better as well, they know like uh like it, I might sometimes it, it, like they call it Dutch directness. It's like I'm I'm very direct. It's like <laughs> sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's like it's it can um, offend some people, but it's not the way we we wanted to like come across we just like yeah. we just don't like to wind around facts we don't like to just if you're bad at something i'd rather hear like you're bad tom like you you, you have to improve yeah. this like, you can't keep going like this i don't want to hear like yeah you're right like you, you can do this <laughs> like blah, blah blah like you're right but blah, blah. And, and in the back like in the background like they will say like oh this guy is like terrible right he doesn't know what he's doing now okay. like, just tell me like how it is because then i can work on myself right Um, Well, I
2: mean, I experienced (laughs) that firsthand when uh, I had gone to, uh, when I'd visited Amsterdam last year. My brother and my sister, both of them are studying and working there. So Mm -hmm. that was actually uh, quite interesting to experience, um, where my brother had to constantly tell me that, you know, they're not trying to be offensive. They're just very direct people. And uh, living with them, he's learned to be that way as well, instead of sugarcoating. Facts, oh, yeah. or yeah, so which is, uh, I think, uh, something that my wife, anyways, lived by, so she loved that place. <laughs> one, of the, one of the main reasons she loved Amsterdam or Netherlands in general, so that is, uh, that's a good way to live, I guess, at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, a lot, lot of my fellow countrymen are like that, so it's, it's not, we don't mean it, we don't mean it bad, we just that's the way we grow up, that's it, like. <laughs> Yeah, no, but I, I believe I believe that gives a very interesting, like, uh,
0: cool product, right? When people are direct to you, and if you have the proper mentality towards that those comments, then you can use those comments to improve your craft, which is something that is evident through your photography. And I, I think that you Tom have an interesting skill, which is being able to stay consistent with a given task, which uh, has enabled you to become, as you said, you know, overcome the struggles of a pilot, and then now grow your your Instagram page to over eleven thousand followers and i I think that is a very big skill that a lot of people lack they have they talk the talk they don't actually walk the walk or i whatever the expression is
1: it's just i i am not interested in instagram to be honest like instagram for me is more like keeping my photos like as a portfolio uh i do have a website but um i haven't updated it for a while um but uh it just keeps it keeps it like nice and organized but i don't do it for the cloud I, I i i i don't care at all like how many likes i get and how many followers i have but um so it's like a te- it's, to- it's like a technological photo book right where photography yeah, from- is
0: exclusively for tom and on tom exclusive yeah. the thing
1: is like i one day i might i might pick it up and like make it more like um a really like a big ins like income source and I've actually made money like with photography. I've I've done a lot of articles for certain magazines. I've I've done some reviews for Nikon. Um, I I worked for some other uh, uh, photography online brands that want to do like I don't know like trainings and stuff for people. But um, it's it's yeah, it's it's nice, but it's like it's a very inconsistent like source of income. And if you want to make like money in photography, like which definitely like it's possible, but to be, to be, web like three, Tom, web yeah, three Combine photography is...
0: to web three. You know, I think that's kind of like a genre that is currently lacking, whereas uh, people focus on PFPs and like false identities, but photography, especially real life photography with, the, with a camera, a guy in the streets, that is certainly overlooked or just isn't the quote unquote meta right now. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I would
2: agree, you know, having gone through your Instagram page, there's something about your pictures that really pull in the viewer. Like, it literally just makes me want to take the next flight to Hong Kong. It looks um, edited.
0: So. It looks edited. The colors are far too vibrant. Because I, yeah. I took a photography class in my high school. I am not good at photography. And
1: I don't understand how you do this, man. Like, the colors yeah. are just
0: far too vibrant. They just blast. It's,
1: it's old timing, you know. Like, um, obviously, in some of these photos uh, have, have ed- like, color edits and stuff, right? I try to... Um, I try to not, like, I mean, obviously when I started, I did a lot of like Photoshop and stuff and I like to like, I don't know, edit certain scenes into each other, but um, f- like photography like right now is more like a timing kind of thing, right? So you got to hit up the, the spot at the right time, right? Mm-hmm. So I knew like for, if, if you go to one of these photos, like there's a guy walking with a lot of uh, empty like uh, water barrels, right? Um, mm-hmm. I knew this place, it's uh, pretty close to my house. It's a staircase. It like it's it has sunlight come through at certain times of the day, right? And um, I just I just went there a few times, and I was like figuring out like with a certain app that uh, around I don't know two fifteen in the afternoon or three o'clock something around that time, like the the sun would come right through the alley, right where mm-hmm. it lights up the the whole scene from the from like from the from the backside, so backlit a mm-hmm. backlit like scene where if something interesting would walk past like this scene it would like show like a very cool, like, scene, Contrast. Form, right. Yeah. So I have a composition in my head, like in the only thing is I need to certain aspects that you just have to wait for, you know, like sometimes you don't get lucky the the light might be there, but like you need something in the in the in the photo uh, that mm-hmm. that that grabs your eye. Right. So there's like a certain it's a that's the first rule you will learn from photography it's like and then this is all self-taught right so everybody can do this right so you can you can just go to youtube find some guys they will teach you everything right there's a lot of like great information out there where people just um for example the third the third uh the rule of third right so i you you basically divide your your scene to, to like by like um Three equals mm-hmm. from the from horizontal and three equals f- vertical, right? And there's like there's four points mm-hmm. where those lines will intersect. Where mm-hmm. if you put like something on that on one of those um uh on one of those like points, it's better than having it right in the middle, right? Also your horizon, mm-hmm. right? A lot of people always think like, oh, I need exactly the horizon in the middle. No, that's not true. Like it's actually better to put it on one third on the, on the on the bottom or one third on the top, right? So. Mm-hmm. People have something to like look at and then you got to look and like, oh, maybe I can see to draw people into this photo like this with an L shape so they can go to whatever, like a little alleyway and and, and, like they make, they make, makes them think like, oh, what's, what's around the corner. I don't know. Like, um, -hmm. I see this person walk there, but I don't know what it is. So like, you know, like, it's like makes your imagination work a little bit. Um, color is important and yeah. There's a lot of lot of stuff, but you you, man. If you if you scroll all the way down to when I started like doing this stuff, right? There's a lot of bad stuff as well. Like it's, it's not that you just grow like the first day you take a photo. It's like this. No, like I have taken so many bad photos. Like probably I still take bad photos now and then. You know, like and post stuff that I'm like, okay, maybe this is not worthy like of the of the current like uh, the photos that i'm posting but you know like sometimes in your eyes like it might look good but in other people's eyes it doesn't right so you just have to you, you like that's a, that's the only good thing about like these these like social media pages is like you get feedback right and you see as well like engagement wise what does well and what doesn't do well right i mean mm-hmm. i've got a really lot of cool photos like from traveling from just little scenes like even in like India and stuff like you got a lot yeah, of these places yeah, where yeah. I don't know if you've seen them but there's like really cool street I photography did. Right? Yeah. where like people on Instagram they don't care about it. they literally just want to yeah. see like like a hot girl Taj in, Mahal. Oh, in, uh, okay. in in a, in a swimming pool in, in Bali or whatever you know like who cares about that stuff you know like yeah. I want to yeah. I want to see all real places you know like I don't want to I don't want to have all that like fake Instagram bullshit like where they, they try to need, make some money by promoting a product or whatever, you know, like, I don't care, man. Mm-hmm. Like, photography, like, the real photography... Like, no. Yeah, man, like, I mean, uh, there's a lot of cool photographers out there, but obviously people, like, that do photography for a living, right, that are not good at people photography, but they are good at, like, the stuff that I do as well, and they need to make their, like, their bread and butter with that shit, right? They, they mm-hmm. need to find different ways, so... I understand that some of them are changing their ways of doing photography for the, for the, for the, whatever. For like the the right? <laughs> Yeah. Um, but, uh, obviously yeah, like, that's why I'm seeing my photography as like a side thing that I'm like, I just want to do whatever I want to do. And I don't care. Like if, it, if I make money on it or not, you know, like, I just take stuff that I like and I take jobs that I like as well. And if, if it doesn't suit me, like, so be it, you know, like another day, another, another chance. But
2: So, I mean, that's uh, interesting. And, and you know, uh, we're, we really like how you think, um, which is not uh, very common. I mean, uh, if, if people have a passion, they usually try and convert that into some form of monetization uh, or, or anything for that matter. So. Given how well your head screwed on, I mean, in terms of, you know, let's say being direct or having the perseverance to, you know, work uh, in an airport, regardless of being a pilot and not pursuing photography, sticking to what you like doing rather than, you know, just chasing after uh, money for your photography. So where do you get this um, sort of or, or how do you get your mind in that state, you know, to ensure that you're doing what you want uh that you're following your goals um uh, how do you get there or how did you get there rather
1: i mean i think it starts with like i mean i don't know w- w- there's certain things that you probably want in life right some people um they want to get married at 18 and uh, buy a house at 20 with their with their loved ones and you know live a happy life with five kids you know like or you want to there's people that will travel for the rest of their lives you know like they're they're uh the people this i don't know I've, i've met people during traveling as well that are 65 years old and still backpack you know by themselves and doing all this sort of crazy stuff it's all it all depends on your it's i think it's all genetics and like the way you grow up or whatever like there's people with certain passions i mean i mean some people are not born to be in like one place you know like some people are born to like i don't know travel forever or you know like go on adventure and i mean i i know i know people that they they just want to go and like camp in different places they take the tents and like they just want to have the outdoor living right so i like the where it, where it comes from that i i just want to travel and like i just want to take like pictures of these places and stuff it's just, i think it's all genetics like just comes out of i don't know some kind of like urge uh i don't know where it comes from but it's just um i think Partly of like the, the job that I do and um, the way I am like I was never I was never raised I was actually I'm coming I come from a really small city in in the Netherlands where people normally tend to stay there uh, they they mm-hmm. sometimes move away for studies but they eventually end up there as well um, and they marry marry a local girl or local local guy and uh, they their kids will be like that as well but my parents were from bigger cities um, mm-hmm. so they have always always taught us like there's more just than this place right there's like there's outside and my parents they they don't even live in the netherlands anymore as well they they moved they moved out of the netherlands they went to spain my little sister she she lives in portugal right now my middle sister lives in cape town and my oldest sister she's the only one that's still in the netherlands she lives nearby amsterdam um wow. but um, all of us have ever have, have done our share like fair share of traveling and this is the way i think my family is probably like I don't know. This is a, yeah. It's just the way it is, I guess. I mean, we're probably all like kind of like globetrotters, <laughs> so. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely
2: to to be that way. Um, and uh, it, traveling is uh, is always fantastic. You you get to see a lot that you didn't know existed. You are able to build those connections with with people from all over the place rather than just being uh, pigeonholed into where you are right Um, and you know combining that with photography the way uh, I'm absolute trash when it comes to photography Uh, if I'm ever taking a picture my wife just snatches the camera from me (laughs) so no that's not something uh, I think I would be able to do uh, honestly but the way I see it though, uh photography is definitely something that allows you to put perspective in life, uh you know, capturing a certain moment uh which people would miss it just because you see the the beauty, the value in that moment allows you to also sort of you know use that in your life, you know, seeing the good things essentially rather than the bad, you know, seeing the the lotus in the middle of the swamp, for instance. Uh, Mm -hmm. And that's the that's the way I see it and that's what many of your pictures bring to mind as well so that is The nice thing
1: is like everybody has their own way of seeing stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. if if you like if for example you and I go to the same spot like and we have the same camera the same equipment and whatever like we Come up with it and in the end like we can we can make a lot of different stuff with computer editing as well but Let's say if you just stick with the same photo and you do only color editing and stuff, we we will come up with a whole different scene, right? We 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 can try to use like little effects and stuff, like from a reflection or you know like a different kind of like um you know um, um how do you compensation? You're like you might use landscape, I might use like portrait mode, or you know what I mean? Like I might take a very zoomed like some zoom kind of like it's this is there's so many op- opportunities and possibilities in, in photography like even if you have the same scene and I mean two different like two different photographers might come up with something completely different that's actually cool like YouTube videos out there on uh, on a couple guys I don't know what's his name like it's a young guy he, he has a couple friends that are photographers they go to a city and they actually like um, they actually go around places and they 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 say like oh listen up you get 30 minutes or 45 minutes Go through the city and take your three best shots and like show each other the shots afterwards and then mm-hmm. see what each other come up with and like if you get into photography this kind of this kind of these kind of videos like will actually like like will actually teach you a lot because these guys there they have a little bit more knowledge right than than the average photographer but they, they see stuff in a different way as well and you're like oh shit actually teaches you like how to see stuff as well right mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah I love for sure. I love those kind of videos it keeps you keeps you like keeps your mind like whatever, like um fresh, you know, like, and uh, also like, possibly like you, you might get up with the, like with the same, like kind of uh, way of seeing stuff than, than they do. So,
2: mm-hmm.
1: everyone yeah, that's, that's... Uh... yeah, sorry, go ahead.
2: No, no, I was just saying that that is uh, quite interesting, you know, in terms of uh people taking the same picture and coming up with uh, different, I guess, view sets uh how they how they see that certain uh scenario and um you know uh billy was mentioning uh, as well um that uh you really like understanding uh psychology and you know psychological aspects so uh t- tell us a little bit about that i mean how how important has it been uh where have you developed those uh you know, psychological, mental skills, and how have you, you know, developed yourself as a person?
1: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we've we've talked we've talked quite a fair bit on on this, like in in BB as well, and um, it's it's mm-hmm. like important to like, especially in this space, right, where people spend like time and lots of time on on certain projects. And before, like, I mean, we see kind of a change right now happening in the market where it goes more to like, I feel like more like a degen kind of. Um, Absolutely. And I'm talking about the NFT NFT market, right? So mm-hmm. I, more of a D Gen place, right? Where people just throw their money into like weird shit where sometimes people get, get their wallets trained. But before this, it was like where uh, people just had to spend like time on like some projects, and you know, like where they were grinding forever. And you, mm-hmm. you'd see some people like they would not even sleep anymore. Like they would just spend, well, maybe 18 to 22 hours a day, like in these servers just to get a whitelist for a project. And, mm-hmm. um yeah, I think that was very bad, actually, for for this market, right? And also, like, the, this NFT space, basically. Like, I mean, you don't want people basically killing themselves for, like, in the end, a JPEG, right? Online. Yep. You, for, you know um... what, Tom? I'm going to interrupt you there because I'm not going to make
0: the argument that killing yourself is, is uh, justified if you get an NFT wireless. But I think it was bad short term. But it was going to be essentially good long-term, right? Because uh, the people that were grinding whitelist and have, I mean, sooner or later, right? Your mental health is going to depreciate uh, your social life. You're going to you know, miss out on good yeah. opportunities. And the people start realizing that sooner or later, no matter the situation, mm-hmm. and then they will either leave and pursue a career in, in whatever. It doesn't matter. Or the ones that stay, it's it's kind of overcoming. It's an entry barrier. Right? Yeah, and the, the the goal of the Web three space, why I am here, why Defining Show was initially even created, is to find a way to optimize your time and find a solution, find a niche, which oh, there yeah. are there are so many of. So to reiterate, um, the people that were going down supposedly the easy route of getting wireless, they faced so many obstacles that would clearly show them that what they're doing isn't the good direction, right? That's not the, that's mm-hmm. not what they should be doing long-term and either they left or they became stronger and like, Hey, that was, that was bad. I don't want to go.
1: Oh yeah. It. yeah so I will find I, a way really to optimize my well, time. A while back. Um, I mean, I hadn't seen my family for like two years and, um, then this opportunity came along that I could go home and, uh, see my wife's family and my own family, right. In uh, we took it actually, and um like we we really enjoyed it, and uh, obviously like it was actually <laughs> quite coincident, like the same time that the bear market started, so for me, it actually came as like uh I don't know the, the the trip itself came at the right time because obviously like i I was feeling like a little break and um and it came at the right time because like we, we i mean the market was was bad, and a lot of these mints were were going bad, and like i, I in in the end, it was a good time to go and um yeah i just came back last month uh in first of june i came back again after uh, a month like a month and a half of traveling which was uh, was really nice and uh, yeah since then like obviously i've i've not been as active as i used to be like after like or before bef- uh, before the break um but i do keep like deep, i do keep my eye on like on stuff and i i i, I still read everything in, in bb and um but i just don't like the, the way like the, the market is going right now, the, the all the free mints and the, I mean there must be, there's some good stuff between it but there's just too much shit coming on, like coming out and it's it feels more like people are just gambling instead of like um, like looking yeah. for, for for good stuff, you know, um, and obviously like if people want to trade and stuff, fair enough, you know, if you want to trade on like some, yeah, I mean you can still make money on stupid stuff, right, I mean it doesn't have to be good to like, to be able to make money on but it's it's hard because a lot of big fish they pump their own bags and uh and they dump on like people that have uh little to no liquidity right so for me this kind of market is not really like something that i'm i'm uh i don't know like i'm i'm applauding i'm applauding for so i'm just waiting for better times there's there's this moment i mean i've been like for example like for the, with the crypto market i've been in in crypto since i think early 2017 and um i've 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 been through bear markets and i've actually told like guys like that i knew like to buy stuff you know when it was low and Mm -hmm. they didn't want to listen and stuff i mean if you want to pick up like proper nfts like you like i i think it's here to stay i don't think it's I, i don't think it's gonna go anywhere like um uh where people like want to probably see it go right i mean there's a lot of people that don't support it and like to see everything go to zero but I mean, if you have some money laying around and you really believe in the NFT market, I'm not saying that you should, but um, if you believe in like some projects, like you should actually like see like if you can find something that um, you support in the long term, because I think prices like these like will actually like um, will actually not, I, uh, not see like see again like anytime soon after a bear market, after another bull market again.
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, I think uh, from my perspective, I, I joined in. Not at the same time. I think probably a year later than you did. Uh, so, towards the end of 2017, I bought at the absolute highs. Uh, I remember when I bought it, it was, uh, I don't know, BTC was at, what was it? I think
1: 10,000
2: or something. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, okay. yeah, I bought it a little later after 21. Uh, so, I think I bought it about uh, 15 to 17. Um, and then, you know, it just completely crashed in a bit. Then I got out of it and I came back. Uh, and the way I see it with the NFT market is it's experiencing its first bear market. I mean, uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how this, uh, you know, space turns out. The NFT space, uh, particularly, uh, a lot of projects are going to die, but uh, a lot of solid projects are going to stay. And the the funny thing is people don't really know about those projects, right? Um, just because there's so much hype around, so many free stuff or, you know, low liquidity
0: no, they're, uh, distracted. they're distracted they're distracted by yeah. the, the yeah. low-hanging yeah. apples
1: the, the, pro- the yeah. problem is like a lot of people they, t- they talk bad about it right because they see a lot of these scams going around what what do mm-hmm. you think is happening with 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 the crypto market same thing you know like this there was yeah i mean now, yeah. like now you see like more like efficient projects come out over time and you know like actually stuff like actually teams that want to build on stuff but the mm-hmm. first time, like, the first bull run, right, like, for a lot of people, right, 2017, because there were bull markets before mm-hmm. that, but, like, the majority of people got into, like, in around the 2018. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even some people got into the last bull market, like, starting 2020, I think. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the first time, like, lots of projects came out out of nowhere, and people were like, oh, you got to get into this stuff, you got to get into that. And, like, but everybody was, like, switching around money and stuff into projects that probably now would, like, they're not even building on this stuff anymore, right? It happens, but and then people say like, "Oh, you've got to invest in stock markets, much safer." What do you think what happens in the stock market? <laughs> like, same shit happens, right? I mean, yeah. uh, fraud happens. Like, I mean, obviously, like with a lot of like high market cap stocks, like, like you probably have like a safer bet, but even though, even even those can like drop by seventy percent in the, in a, in a real bet. Which like, they have, yeah. Like some of them, like I think the market overall has dropped by thirty percent right now, right? It's yeah, ended. yeah that's like that's a correction you probably want to see re- re- rebound from this if if you see like lower prices than this then we we'll probably go to like a 2008 scenario right or um, a great mm-hmm. depression kind of uh, yeah. <laughs> scenario where everything is probably going to go like fucking to go to zero right and people just don't care anymore about stocks but i mean look at like um um uh pink sheet stocks right i mean there's so much Mm -hmm. scams out there right all that stuff goes to zero as well like and then it's the same as the nft market right i mean but obviously like one of these pink sheets might actually be able to like have have a working product or whatever or or a a, like a a use case or you know you know what i mean right so yeah it's not it doesn't mean like everything is bad it's just like because there's so much bad stuff out there and a lot of people get scammed and I mean, just too many people, quick rich boys, in, are in these markets that uh, it will actually put a bad name on this kind of on this kind of stuff. Right? But, but listen, I-
0: listen. In in like a year or so, I mean, I'd like to hope it to be a year, not like ten years. But in a year or so, we're gonna look back potentially on this conversation and the whole state of the market, and you know, laugh, right? I'm not gonna mm-hmm. say like numbers that ETH is gonna be at half a million and Bitcoin's gonna be a ten gazillion, you know. But still, um, like market by market, no matter bull or bear, the situation changes. It it mm-hmm. changes for the better, therefore the price rises. And oh, yeah. the bear market, I mean, it's the typical phrase. You know, the bear market is the builder market, but uh, that is typically <laughs> where people find out who's here to stay and who's who's just here for the money. Are you personally interested in potentially creating something, or expanding on something, or joining something during the bear market to potentially prepare yourself for the bull market?
1: Um. Okay, so in terms of making something, no, I'm not kind of uh, the person that like I don't know creates my own thing. I'm more of a investor, like long term and stuff. Um, so like, I have like long term stocks. I have long long term crypto, and I, I I not NFTs. I haven't really found my maybe my murakami flower like i think that's kind of something that i will hold for a longer time but the rest of my portfolio is basically all stuff that i will sell at some stage you know like every every single one of them i think i have about 75 nfts which is not a lot like i can compare to some people but um i think 74 of them i will sell at some stage yeah my (laughs) hidden folder is way bigger than that man
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah don't even go there
1: but um yeah, I know of course like the degen if you do a lot of degen plays right you'll probably end up with hundreds of them right. And they're all worthless but I mean some guys they have a big portfolio of like good stuff but I don't know there's probably stuff out there it's not in my my budget but um yeah I I don't know like for me I I just have to see and wait like for something that I like and the that's the Murakami flower, for example, is like by uh, you, I mean, for people that who don't know, but like Takashi uh, Murakami, Murakami yeah. is one of the most famous artists, um, alive, I think, at the moment. There's not yep. many out there still that are alive, but <laughs> he's one of them, I guess. And uh, I mean, co like co created um, um, uh, Clone X, and mm-hmm. uh, I guess like that's like something. You hold you hold something from a from a uh, from an actual artist, right? So that's like for me the kind of utility that I needed. You, for for the rest, it doesn't. I don't care what it, what happens with. Is like if, so, if they don't build on on it, it will always hold its value because it's made by him, right? It's that's yeah. that's that's the, that's the way it is. And people will like trash talking it, right? Like oh, it uh, doesn't do anything, right? They're not they're not building. He's they're actually trying to build. This is this is one of mm-hmm. those things mm-hmm. that I actually like to see because. Yeah, it's it has blue po- blue chip potential already by just the f- the fact that it's made by him, but it actually mm-hmm. like they're actually trying to 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 make something of the project, right? So like making it to an ecosystem in, in the end, right? And I I just see what they come up with, and I don't care like if they succeed or, or not, because in the end I know it's Takashi's Murakami flower and um in and, and it always holds some kind of value, right? Because if if it drops down below like I don't know. Like let's say two ETH, there is people on this on this planet that will realize the same thing. That like oh shit, like <laughs> Takashi's Murakami. If you want to if you want a private print from this guy, like in real life, a, a print of his work, it actually costs you already like about three and a half thousand, four thousand US dollars, right? The fact that uh, um, Ethereum right now is at one thousand two hundred again, I think. Um, yeah. I mean his his Murakami, the Murakami flower itself should at least be two and a half ETH, right? if you want to maintain that same price of like private work, right? So um, two and a half ETH, I don't see a drop below this kind of stuff. I mean, this is how I reason, right, with this kind of stuff, but
0: I can so, actually find
1: something to compare it with. Yeah, I mean, uh,
2: you know, that actually brings us into an interesting uh, seg- segue that uh, I really wanted to ask you. Um, given how, the way you see the space, right, uh, what do you look for uh, in terms of long-term projects and long-term potential you know is it a team is it the idea is oh, yeah. it uh, the market sentiment i mean what do you look for um, it's in,
1: i think with anything that you look for in, in crypto or nfts you look mm-hmm. at the team you look at what like what what have they done before this and what uh, what are they capable of doing right are they actually like in it for the money in themselves or not i i was I think I was talking with you about it last week uh really like about about tiny astro i mean it's not yeah. it's not doing great but it's it's still above mint price at least but um it's like one of those like um projects where I actually know the the one of the co founders like pretty well, and I know he comes from a background where like he has proven himself already right in building like a tech company right so for me like these kind of guys are Web3's, like Uh, orientated right now he said i'm not gonna leave this is this is my next business and i'm gonna keep going until like it succeeds succeeds right so and it's an nft tool right which i think it's probably like one of the better investments to get right now because Mm -hmm. there's not much great stuff coming out on the market and everybody Mm -hmm. needs tools especially like when the next bull run starts you need a tool what is better than a cheap tool right now well I think that's a pretty good investment for me, and like that's like something that I'm looking for is the team, uh, the ID, and uh, yeah, obviously what they like what they have in the pipeline, right? So what it, what they're trying to build, right? It's if it's, I mean, mm-hmm. obviously we I, I hold some stuff as well. It's basically just beef but you know what? Some of those projects will probably also do well, but you know, in the end, I think it's like the idea, like what they're working towards too, and uh, if. If you look at some, some of these roadmaps, you know, you can you can easily find out if it's uh, if it's something that's there for long term or are they just gonna sell some merch and whatever, like that kind of bullshit, you know. <laughs> you just have to make your own opinion, right? But um, yeah, that's something Definitely. that uh, I, I, I if it's like for me, team is everything, right? If the team mm-hmm. is if if the team has the wrong mindset, you, you just gonna you just you, you can forget about like making money on certain projects.
2: I, how do you how do you i mean in a space like uh nfts and crypto well not cryptos but nfts especially where you don't really know what they've done before how do you judge
1: how do, do mean, you that's judge? A, that's, that's a that's a thing like i mean i i do find if you look at something like um like a serious project you you want to see it come from a established like uh um, like company or founder, right. That already have mm-hmm. proven themselves in the industry with another project. Right. Mm-hmm. And if not, right. Then at least like, you know, like it's being affiliated to, to another company or, or, mm-hmm. um, um, like people doxing themselves say like, Hey, listen, mm-hmm. I've done this in the past. It's not NFT mm-hmm. related, but you can see those guys that actually like, uh, people that have set up companies or whatever, you know? So, you mean you you can see right away that they mean business they don't mean like oh i'm here for a quick buck you know like i've i've actually experienced this myself not long ago i've i've done some collab management for projects and um i've done a i'm not going to say names but i've done collab management for some for some projects where i didn't believe in the team and i was actually sharing this information in bb because bb is like family to me you know like the mm-hmm. i i most of the guys in BB had whitelists and I knew this um, mm-hmm. also because of like help of uh, another guy in, in, in BB that um, made sure that we we got a, quite a few whitelists for our, our community. And um, I, 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 I had a bad feeling with these guys. Like I, I knew like yeah. they're not going to be there for the long run. Um, however, they came out in the right market time, like because their project was involved in a certain uh like it's uh it was Niche. it was one of one of the niches that was like like trending at the time right so like i knew it was gonna do well as a quick flip so i told people as well like listen like you you can make money on this right so get it but i would not hold this longer than than a couple of days because i preferably just just flip it before reveal because after reveal it's gonna dump and. Like I said, I, I literally sold all of mine. I think I had eight or nine of those NFTs and I think I made about two and a half Ethereum on it. Uh, or actually mm-hmm. sorry, four and a half Ethereum on it. Four and a half. Um, but um yeah, it's lo- lots of guys held and I'm like, well sorry, I can't help you if you if, if I'm telling you I used to work I work for these guys, I don't believe in the team. Right. So that's why I'm mm-hmm. saying again team is most most important. If you don't believe in the team, especially when you know a little bit more, right, then do something with the information, but don't don't sit there and just think like, oh, the niche is going to sustain. No, we have a niche every single week. The free mint's niche is going to end. It's gonna it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. gonna it's gonna last only for another couple of weeks, I guess, before something else picks up again. Maybe free mint will last a bit longer because people are not there now until
2: the market money. gets better.
1: Yeah, exactly. But if the market starts getting better again, people they don't interest well maybe some of them but not everybody i i don't know like maybe the the whole market will shift as well maybe i'm wrong you know but um yeah we i don't know we we probably gonna see a little bit of a change in the market i don't see people mm-hmm. have to go and grind for hours anymore um uh, yeah, for certain yeah. projects there probably will be some some there like that will that you that will require you to grind a long time but Maybe some sometimes like I don't know like we'll come up with another another way of doing stuff. I I have no idea, but um, and it's it's nice to be in a market that changes over time, right?
0: Definitely, definitely. Uh, I believe the hour that we've initially planned for this episode has now surpassed. It was uh, a pleasure having to listen to Tom D W talk about his life experiences, and all of the various hobbies and the market sentiment and his like opinion on the future. So if I had a soundboard, I would give the you know the round of applause thing. But unfortunately, yeah. I don't have a soundboard. Yeah, there you That's go. Awesome. We have a cheaper soundboard. <laughs> okay, it's, it's,
1: it's an honor that I'm, uh, I'm your first uh, your first guest on the show, man. Like I I, uh, I really hope you guys uh, succeed and uh, keep doing what you're doing. And if you're passionate about something and you guys believe in yourself, like you'll you'll succeed no matter what. So yeah for sure like thanks thanks for having me as your first guest i'm honored and uh yeah definitely get some more people out there uh from maybe from bb like there's a lot of uh a lo- lot of cool people with different experiences uh so yeah for sure guys for sure. like thanks thanks and uh, good definitely.
2: luck definitely thank you thank Tom. You, have a great day ahead take care
1: cheers guys bye cheers. Bye.